Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What's up, everybody? It's Joe Lupuma. You are listening to the Complex Sneakers Podcast. As always, I am with my two friends, my co-hosts, and my guys, Mr. Matt Welty. Gonna be a crazy fucking day. Yeah, buckle up. And, of course, my man, he survived a little adventure last night. We're gonna get into that, but my man, back in Brooklyn, Brendan Dunn. Still intact. I got my seatbelt on. Yes. Let's start off... Let's start off with Where your adventure start? last night. Do you want to start the, there? Yeah, because the podcast before, we said that you were soliciting a PS5. You were laughing you, at me, Joe. And listen, I said... You, you thought said I wasn't was, going to get the PS5. It's true. And, and you said it was from my friend. And then last night, last night I saw mm-hmm. you. I was a little worried for you. <laughs> but it was an interesting mission. Please tell. Can I tell you Take about my Thursday step night? Step. Yes, we got to hear it. Let me let me back up a little bit because I got to tell you how it all happened. Do you guys ever do these raffles on IG? You see the sneaker resellers running the wheels. You guys ever spin the wheel on IG? Absolutely not. Have never. I don't know. Wealthy? Uh, I've entered a few raffles lately, but not for sneakers. So I see these dudes like Soul Street who they they put up the the wheel on like an iPad or a computer screen and you you pay 15 bucks for a slot and it's basically a lottery. And they spin okay. the wheel, and you watch it on IG Live, and wherever it lands, that person's name, they get a shoe. You know what I mean? And it, they're making more money than the actual resale price of the shoe, but it's still fun. You know, every, every everybody knows it's not your chances aren't great. So I've I've spent you know maybe sixty bucks total on things like that. Whatever. The other night, I pop in to a live hosted in part by Upscale Vandal, Mike, Shouts friend of the upscale. show, yes, friend sir. to all of us, and a guy named Dracula, a guy who I'm told his name is Dracula. That's all I know. Okay. And they're doing the first raffle of the night, and they're raffling. They're raffling off PS5s, not yeah. raffle. I'm sorry, raffle's not the right word. They're spinning the wheel. It's La Lotaria. Yeah. Okay, you learned that. Or, okay. So La Lotaria, they had it going for a PS5. I think they 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 sell 20 slots. It costs 75 bucks a slot to get in. They sp- they they mix the wheel up 20 times. You know, randomize it. And then they click the button and you watch it spin there on IG Live and wherever it lands, that person's getting a free PS5. So first one of the night, I'm telling Mike, put my name in. Cash app you right now, 75 bucks. Who else is in there? Abdul hops in. Abdul, okay. Danny Nunez wanted three slots. Shouts to Nunez. Clark Kent got a slot or two. It was OG. There were some heavy hitters in that in that wheel. And this is my mm-hmm. first time spinning this particular one. And I had one slot on the board. People got multiple slots. So mm-hmm. Dracula spins it. It's creeping, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm barely on there. I'm a sliver of the pie, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not a big space on this circle, but it kept ticking, and it rolled right past Clark. Clark, I am so sorry. I know Oof. you wanted it. 
and it landed on your boy Brendan Dunn. I got a PS5 for wow. $75. La Lotaria. Wow. Congratulations. And we saw you, but I've seen Upscale go live from that place before, and there's sneakers there, right? It's a warehouse. It's an anonymous warehouse in Jersey. There's, a, there's They got sneakers piled high. They are, I don't even know if I'm supposed to say this, but they had the J Balvin ones in there last Ooh. night. They got a bunch of Union Jordans piled up in there. They got a bunch of PS5s. On. So the whole Damn. mission. Okay, so that was me winning it. I'm texting you guys. Yes. Joe, you confirmed at the time that I did, in fact, win yep. it. Yep. So then was the mission to actually go get the joint. So I went okay. out again, anonymous location. I'm not going to say somewhere in Jersey. Mm-hmm. And by the way, some of my friends in Jersey let me down. Wealthy, you let me down. Wow. Why? I didn't let you down. You did okay. let me down. I was disappointed. Why? What happened? You asked I'm going for back Jersey. I wanted. Yeah, yeah. I wanted the food recommendations. Yeah, but you went to a place that I don't really go to. So but I thought you were good everywhere in Jersey. Well, I don't. No, Damn. I don't. I, I don't go. I don't hang out in in that gotcha. area. I'm sorry. I, I hit my friend Aaron Kr from Packer Shoes. Aaron, I love you. You've done a lot for me over the years. You got me a lot of shoes. You've done a lot of good work. You also let me down. You know who came through? Who? The official mayor, the official governor. No, Chris Christie. Angel mayor? Diaz came through. Oh, yeah. Angel Diaz came through. He told me the Cuban spot to go to. We were eating grilled meats in the street out of the trunk of the car because that's an important part of the mission. Wealthy and Aaron sent you to Taco Bell down the road? (laughs) (laughs) There was a Taco Bell. There was a Taco Bell. Um, We finished that part. We eat the grilled meats, and then I go to the address, and I'm in... I've never seen Sopranos as we discussed here, but no, I was with a friend. He was driving. Oh, okay. I was going to say. Okay. I really felt like I was about to get kidnapped. Yeah, it's, it's possible. These alleys in Jersey, wealthy. Well, I don't. I don't think the Bada Bing is too far from where you were at. <laughs> okay, so then you I'm go like, in. It's like a truck depot here. It's a auto shop. You know, you know you're something's in, going on. You were in not to. Well, I don't know if I should disclose the town. Is that fine to say? Um, I don't know. I I, I really don't know. I don't, I don't want to cross any lines. I would say you were a couple towns north of where I live. You were kind gotcha. of in a, a area that I don't go to as much, but. But we should go I did. Some... I did give you one recommendation, but not to. to okay. Okay. You did come not a not bit. not to declare it. Certain reasons why you shouldn't visit visit that establishment at the yes. moment. So I did give you we're, one no place. Turkish food right now. No Turkish food right now. Okay. For That's what we're doing. Okay. But either way, so I did give okay. you something. So I'm on this back street. I'm I'm sorry. This is a long story, but I'm in okay. this alley, and we don't know where the we have the address but we're looking around and it's warehouses and it's desolate and the wind is blowing and there's tumbleweeds rolling through this. Uh, one question yes did you leave the bracelet at home or you wore the bracelet <laughs> okay did you tuck the chain in did, did you leave the, the the bracelet that we saw you on instagram at home or you wore it i didn't have it on <laughs> Okay. Finally, okay. I, finally, Upscale just FaceTimes me. He's like, where are you? Yeah. And then I'm, I feel like I'm on an RPG mission. I'm on like a first-person shooter because I'm holding the phone right this. And he's like, take a left. Go down this way. That's not the right door. Go to the other door. Takes me to this loading dock. He's like, walk up those stairs. It's literally Bro. like me holding the FaceTime. Yeah. And and he, he said, knock on the door. I go in. I'm in a warehouse. He's like, go to that door. He's like, no, 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 not that door. I don't know what was behind the other door that I didn't go behind. I have no idea what was happening behind there. Go here. Go to the other side. Go there. Knock on the door. Dracula opens up. Okay. And I'm looking at a warehouse stacked high, like I said, with all types of rare shit, older shit, Union this, Travis Scott that. How'd the Balvin ones look? Congrats to Upscale. Frank Cooker was involved. And, Mm -hmm. of course, Jay Balvin. How'd they look? They look good, man. 
They, yep. it's a it's a wild shoe i can't believe they made that shoe like i want to know about the manufacturing of that shoe because there's a lot going on there the sharp cuts and things like that all the rainbow treatment what about the day after christmas maybe maybe i'll throw the leather pants on a, a, a white hoodie and the, the balvins <laughs> and just strut around bayshore and let them know you might have to do that you might, might have, have to, to and i know it. dracula's got him la lotaria okay okay this is, this is big uh joe you probably have recognized this big uh Joey Diaz vibes. Yeah, yeah. Talking about talking that? about talking about the lottery in uh, Jersey back in the day. Yeah, oh, Joey Diaz. Okay, okay. legend. Um, listen, th- th- this this place. You guys got to go to this place. We got to go, go there one day or something like that. But yeah, I definitely want to go. La verdadera leche. Like that's you got to check him out. Eight five one nine on IG. Check Joe. You got to throw your name in a hat after. Okay. After I won one, I bought I bought a ticket for Danny Nunez just for the just for the goodwill, just to give it back to the game a little bit. He didn't end up winning the PS5. I do have the PS5. I got the PS5. Anybody who doubted me, fuck you. Okay. No, not and fuck are, you, are Joe, you are, but okay. just in general. Are you giving it to your friend? He's got the PS5. Look at that. Look at that. Speaking about friends, all of us, we ordered the premium Pete sauce, didn't we? The gravy. Hell yeah. Shouts to Premium yeah. Pete. Well, too, you got the sauce in the mail? Premium Pete got, dropping his own red sauce. sauce. How Joe, much? You, but do you, uh, I got... Two two jars, Joe. Do you call it sauce or gravy? Um, I I, I call it Sunday sauce. Mm, you know, it's strictly a Sunday thing. Wealthy, to be honest, I've had red sauce so many years of my life. I like garlic and oil a little better, to be honest. When my mom okay. makes that garlic yeah. and oil is yeah, gar- garlic and oil is my flip. Obviously, the the fastball down the middle is the red sauce, but um, yeah. And, you know, Sunday gravy, Sunday sauce, sometimes I flip. It depends how Italian I want to feel that Sunday. Mm. You know I, I just know that there's a big, like, contention yeah. sometimes, whether you call it sauce or gravy. You know what a big contention is, though? You have the fork, and you spin it on the pasta, and you have to use yeah. two hands. Only one hand you use, okay? Really? The pros, yeah, the pros, you just do one hand. So You're, 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 not, no you're not taking the spoon out, Joe? And, and the spoon? I, there, the was spoon a year, okay? there was a year when I did the spoon, too. There was a year when I did the spoon, and that was a year when I definitely had the Italian horn on. You know, I used to wear the, <laughs> the gold chain with the Italian horn. It's supposed to, like, wear off enemies maybe i need some uh keeping out the bad spirits it's like the evil eye exactly it's exactly gotcha. and it was a it was a really goal and i was young and i wore it and uh yeah it's big in the italian this is at the eye. family gatherings can we talk yeah. family gatherings what are you guys doing for thanksgiving this this is going to air the day after thanksgiving but we're recording it a few days earlier i need it's tbd because i was supposed to go to my parents house in new hampshire and i'm supposed to have a talk with them after um work today about what i want to do because the cds they they had contacted me because the CDC put out the warning. Not what's the warning right now? I know not recommending travel for any Thanksgiving gatherings. Wow. Yeah, so I have to fly back Sunday, and then I'm going to go to my sister's this week. Very, very small gathering. Well, they just I, said the CDC was not mm-hmm. recommending travel, and Joe yeah, started talking about the, all the travel he's going to do. Yeah, but <sighs> you already know what time. You know Joe what time pulled out on. the full you, face you shield. You know okay. what time we're on. He's staying and safe. the and the mask, the whole. Never worn one of those uh, face shields. That's not for me. So anyway, I fly back Sunday. I got to get a test. Uh, I'm, I'm getting like two tests. I got obviously, a test with the for next week. Yeah, I'm used it's to it now. I think I've gotten seven, seven it's tests. So I think I don't know. It's like something weird where because I had Corona like earlier on, and I think it like maybe like kind of fucked up my immune system to to some degree because every single time i go out nowadays it's like for four days after i just feel awful and it's happened like a multiple multitude of times and it's gotta get a checkup man yeah you don't feel good you don't feel good 
it's just like it feels like sinusy, you know, where it's just like eh, you don't feel sick, you just you feel like just tap in with your primary care physician, man, just just yeah. to make sure you're good, wealthy. I want to yeah. make sure I want to make sure we're doing this podcast for many more years to come. Exactly, especially if we want to get into a studio soon. People which, want it on YouTube. Yeah, listen, I heard there's rumblings that a studio may be in the studio may be happening sooner than later, but who knows? Who People knows? People are begging gotta, for it. Yeah, we got to see. We we are followers of the CDC. We wear our masks. Yes. We distance. Yep. So. That is something to look forward to, though. And exactly. And the good thing is when the vaccine comes out, we will have Dave Matthews get the vaccine, and then we will – See? Vaccine under the Christmas tree, a little present. <laughs> yeah, a little present. <laughs> oh, I think we should tell a little uh quick story, Brendan, um, as a follow-up to last week's episode of a story that we got that wasn't included in the podcast. Please, yes. The what? Derek Curry stuff. We talked to Derek Curry immediately. So after the fact, Derek texts me in Brendan and I think we had all been talking about this old uh, article from Freshness Mag written by Rob Hepler where it was like, come check out Sneaker Politics. And it it looked exactly like Mm -hmm. Derek said it did. And it took us all down a rabbit hole of like, oh, shit, like this is how sneaker culture and streetwear exactly was back in the day. And as we're scrolling down. There's a picture of Derek next to Young Jeezy, who had the huge uh, versus battle last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Derek still had hair back then. Yeah, wouldn't 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 have thought you know anything crazy about it, but he he told us a story about how he heard that Jeezy was in town, stopping in Lafayette on his way in between New Orleans and Houston for a tour, and he knew someone at the radio station pops up outside and just waits for Young. GZ to come out. He has a pair of Nike ID Air Max 95 to say Trap Star down the side. And GZ looks down and sees his sneaker. And he's like trying to get GZ to come to his store. And he sees the sneakers say Trap Star. And he's like, yo, those sneakers are fire. He's like, dude, I got a bunch of it back at the store. And he's like, oh, word, really? And the manager was like, no, we don't have time. We can't go. And he's like, GZ's like, nah, fuck that. We want to go to the store. So Derek brings GZ to sneaker politics, closes it down. They sit in sneaker politics for like three hours play video games smoke a ton of weed Jeezy bought like two thousand dollars worth of stuff from him and kept Derek's store open for another three months wow that's awesome Jeezy funding sneaker recession are early day yep. yeah, yeah. The recession. and i'm like and yeah. i'm like and i'm like <laughs> that's man, not motivation i don't know what is exactly. i'm like man look at that's a two told right us there i'm like you told us this story after after the podcast i was like why can't we have you know yep i'm glad i'm oh. glad we had the addendum here the versus battle was crazy last night though, yeah huh, it was good I, I liked it to be honest i was like five songs in i was like oh you know the novelty wore off and then i was surely mistaken they got me right back you know i went well and, uh, I, think- I went down the road i had a i had a little gra- glass of rosé and caught the tail end of it started watching it like it was really really good well, it seemed like it seemed like Gucci's game plan kind of wore off at some point because he was trying to get Jeezy mad the whole time, you know, coming at him with the disses and all that. And then Jeezy was just like, fuck this and just broke out the bangers. And you could tell by the look on Gucci's face that he was like looking down kind of like the battle was over at one point, you know. Hey, listen, those are your views, not mine. So uh, how do you, how do you feel about it, Joe? <laughs> I liked it. I like. I liked it a lot. Uh, Jeezy's catalog, though. Yeah. You know, I always say Thug Motivation 101. When I graduated UConn, I was dating a girl back in UConn. So 
that album came out when I when I would have to drive back to Yukon to see the girl. And, and you told her, I, you ready to take a trip? We're going, would, 100 bricks. No, no. Stash it wherever like, you need to stash it. Listen, I was driving on the I-95 to Connecticut, heading up uh, heading up north, listening to that Jeezy album. And you could play that album straight through. So I played it while cleaning my bathroom the other night. Oh, it's so good. It's so True good. Story. And, and, you know, obviously Gucci. Funny story about Gucci, man. Gucci Man had his first iced coffee ever on the set of Sneaker Shopping, if you remember. <laughs> I do remember Yes. That. So icy. So icy. He had his first iced coffee. Uh, A trailblazer in so many ways, Joe. Yeah, Miss Info hooked that up. It, it was, you know, it was when he, he got home and he was starting to do press. And, and Sneaker Shopping was one of the first press opportunities he did in this, like, new cycle and uh, yeah, we got him an iced coffee, and it was like, "What is this?" And then someone made someone made a shirt of him holding the iced coffee. Travis Drop merch. Yeah, what was that? Not a fan. Not a fan. I could say that that is whack as fuck. What he dropped. Oh, just be honest. I'm not. I'm I mean, not. If di- there's if there's one thing Travis Scott's gonna do, it's drop merch. So yeah, I'm I not think sure what you expected. Dropping like because I feel like the the Gucci Jeezy battle is like you're either on one team or the other for the most part on it, right? Is that mm-hmm. safe to say? Yeah, for, I'm, right. I'm Team Jeezy. Okay, so it's one of those like very contentious battles, and it was like a Gucci and Jeezy like kind of dual T-shirt with the ice cream man and the, I mean the ice cream cone in the snowman. Snowman. The tall T was kind of funny though. You got to yeah. agree. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of like when you see people at football games and they have like I remember like Brady Quinn's sister used to wear the the split Notre Dame and Ohio State jersey. Brady she Quinn. <laughs> Brady remember, Quinn. <laughs> remember that because she was dating her that. her boyfriend was on Ohio State, but she wanted to represent her brother too, so she had the split jersey on. That's what the that's what the Travis Scott merch reminded okay. me of. Right. Uh, listen, it's been a busy week and. It's been a busy week for us. We are at the end of the week. This is going to be Thanksgiving week. Yeah. Oh, wait, I feel like something's. Guys... I feel like something's going to pop up tomorrow no, where it's like it's the end. You, it's the end. You're going to get an email we'll from Dave Matthews saying, "Hey, sorry, this came up. We need to look." You never know. Hopefully, the, hopefully though, it is the end of the week. But uh, happy to be sh- sharing the end of the week with you guys and our very special guest, which I think oh, yeah. is going to be an amazing episode. Let's Hell bring yeah. them in right now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Our guest on today's podcast has entertained audience on the internet for more than a decade. He not only was an early adopter of sneaker YouTube, he was blogging his music takes on outlets like XXL before the blogosphere was what we know it to be now. And as far as this medium, he was part of the iconic and trailblazing Combat Jack show podcast. Whether he was documenting sneaker campouts, hunting for sneaker come-ups, or causing trouble at SneakerCon, he, as he puts it, united us sneaker fiends for years. Please welcome to the Complex Sneakers Podcast, our friend, Dallas Penn. Yo, internets. With, with an intro like that, I mean, I really need to go out and buy myself a casket. Because obviously, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm a dinosaur. I'm ready to be a fossil right now. You ready to go, Dallas? Yeah, let's Put get to it. Put my ass in the ground. How do you want to go? Let's, let's get right into it. Let's get after it. You're burying, <laughs> you, burying you in the polo mansion? Yeah, this guy. You, you're... you know what? Bury me with some low on. But, but in all honesty... Like if I really wanted to be buried, buried somewhere, I'd want to be buried at um, uh, uh, George Lucas's ranch. Okay. Yeah. If I could get, if I, if one dream, you know, whether it's low kicks, gear, fandom shit, I feel like my heart of hearts rests inside the Star Wars universe. Okay. That's really where I'm. The final I've resting you, place. And, and I used to see you put on the mask when you did the YouTubes a, a little bit. A little bit, a little taste. Thank you, JLP. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You still have that mask handy or no? I, I I still have a I have a Boba Fett mask somewhere laying around. But the other joints, you know what I do after I fuck around with them? I actually leave them on Eastern Parkway. Okay. Mm. <laughs> you know, we're, we're talking about the final ending point for you, Dallas. But I want to go all the way back. I want to go yeah. back to the beginning because we can't get to the ending before we go there. Okay, bet. So, when were sneakers first a thing for you? When did a young Dallas first see a shoe on the street and realize he wanted a pair? Sneakers were a thing for me, and I'm going to go super dumb way back. I'm, I'm an old head, so I'm, I'm talking about the late 70s. Mm-hmm. And, and there weren't that many sneakers around. And, and you basically had two choices. You were either going to get a white canvas or a, a navy or black canvas, mm-hmm. pro-ked, or, or just some basic joint and i just can remember a kid named jamal getting a pair of leather tennis shoes and we were all like oh this was school was out it was the beginning of the summer and jamal had these white leather tennis shoes and we all had to go see jamal's and touch his shoes and it was like yo leather tennis shoes so like that was that was a huge moment where i was like wow he's got leather like he's he's elite level he's professional level Right now, and, and how, yeah, go ahead. I, I was I was just waiting for the day where when I could go to my parents and be like, "Yo, can I get some leather tennis shoes?" And when did that day happen? And what was it? First of all, um, that the, the vibes back then were like, "Yo, your father ain't got leather tennis shoes. You can't have no leather tennis shoes." <laughs> so I'm like, "Oh fuck, dreams over." Um, the day actually came when when I bought my own pair of sneakers uh and i'm 13 years old and in in this in that in that space when that leather tennis shoe to now to that to that moment there i'm a comic book head so i'm i'm buying comic books like crazy and and i've amassed for a preaching a pretty decent collection enough so that i was able to sell some books 
And I go and I buy a pair of Navy suede Puma Clydes and a, and, a, and a nylon Puma tracksuit. Important. That, like, 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 first of all, super stunting right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I marathon that when you run something, like the kids in the, in the block be like, yo, you marathon in that. I marathon that Puma suit. Mm. Okay. Wouldn't take it like, off. By the end of the summer, that thing was smelling like straight sweat, butt, everything. It was smelling like the whole summer. But I wore it, I wore it four or five days a week. Um, but that was the first pair of shoes that I bought with my own money. And my mom was like, yo, where did you get the money to buy these? And I was like, I sold some comics. And she was like, oh, no, no, no. Don't you ever sell your comics for clothing. And I was like, I, I didn't, I was like, why? And she was like, no, no. Tell me what you want and I'll help you get it. So, um, you know, she, she understood. She saw how I went out for my collections because we'd take little family trips. We'd go to Virginia. We'd go up to Massachusetts. And I'd be in the yellow pages looking up comic book stores. So I'd be like, wherever we go, I'd secretly plot like, oh, boom, there's a comic book store about five blocks from here. You know, I'd have the whole list from the yellow pages on me mm. just so that wherever we were at, I could kind of plot a trip to a comic book store. So she saw how I, how I went hard for those comics. So she was like, no, 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 you stay with your comic books. And um, I, I still wasn't into gear yet. And I stayed with those Pumas through the summer and almost through my, my freshman year of high school. It was in the spring of my freshman year that one of my classmates, one of my home uh, roommates, Cecilia Roche, I was like, Dallas, you're a nice guy and you're cute. If you dress better, people would like you. <laughs> and that, that should damn end, track suit off. That should end my life. Straight cheese, that should end my life. Because mm. now I was like, yo, Cecilia LaRoche thinks I'm cute? Like one of the cutest girls in the school thinks yeah. I'm cute? Yo, I better step, I better, I better get focused on this. So then I really started paying attention to, to what people were wearing. And um, I, I go to this high school, Brooklyn Tech, and it feeds kids from all over the city. So, like, I get to peep style from everywhere, from Queens, Brooklyn, Bronx. And this was a time before the internet, way before the internet. Internets. With the internets, yes, indeed. But styles are super local. So Brooklyn cats have a general aura. And then you can dive down even deeper and say, oh, bed style guys kind of rock they joint this way with a flatbush collective they kind of do this and and uptown cats whether they were east side or they were west side harlem had their own flavors so i was just taking style from everywhere and everybody and and putting it into my own uh protocol putting it into my own repertoire um queens cats had style too and what was the footwear between those boroughs i will i will tell you to a man that people think that the timberland craze or, or, or New York City's affection with Timberland comes out of Brooklyn. And I would tell you, no, it came from Harlem. It came from Harlem cats. That's where I learned about 40 Belows. That's where I learned about wearing the right Timberland, mm-hmm. making sure your shit had the double sole. No mm-hmm. butt nakeds? No butt na- Listen, you, you learn quick what the right shoe is to wear by wearing the wrong shoe to high school. Because Get snapped on, right? So hard. So hard body that you would leave your shit right there on the ground. Like you were willing to walk home naked. 
Dallas, you you had, you had told me that it was in Queens, like you grew up in Forest Hills, right? And that Corona, it was like Corona, Corona. Yep, you were close to Forest Hills. That like tennis was like a big thing for you growing up because you saw like the U.S. Open as a kid. So the U.S. Open moved from Forest Hills to Corona to Flushing Meadows Corona Park in my youth. So by the time I was I was of age to to catch a little job, we could go like the kids from my neighborhood would go to to the stadium, USTA Stadium, and you would get a little summer job. You would get a little summer job right before the open would, would crack. And, and then right after, you'd basically just be cleaning up. Um, you, you'd be picking up from, from practice areas, just straightening out courts, grabbing stray balls, and, and, and assembling them, collecting them, putting them in a big uh, uh, bin. And um, so that, that was our summer routine. And... Also, keep in mind, too, like at, this, at that stage, all the tech, all the R&D for sneakers really went into tennis shoes, mm-hmm. um, basketball shoes, running shoes, too, to a, to a, to a degree. But like the, the premier signature athletes uh, had tennis shoes. The premier signature shoes were, were for tennis athletes. And so that was where the tech was. And that was where the, the, the real luxury was also. Um, I mean, just the sport of tennis, period. Um, you gotta have, uh, uh, you gotta have equipment. Like, you can't just pull up out of your crib with a basketball and, and, you know, and play tennis because that would be crazy anyway. What would you be doing with a basketball on, t- on a tennis court? <laughs> <laughs> but, but to play tennis, I mean, you gotta have a racket, you gotta have equipment, you gotta have time on the court. Um, you gotta have lessons, you know? So it was, it, it's just an elite sport and it's pictured as, as, only being played and, and discussed and paralyzed by elite folks. Plus, you couldn't go to the Army Navy. Well, you couldn't go to the Army Navy and get tennis shoes. You had to go to a pro shop. You had to go to a Paragon, store. to a Spiegel, yeah. a pro shop. That's right, where you got your racket strung. So, so just having a pair of tennis shoes already meant like you were a cut above. You were, you were on another level right there. And, you know, that was for me coming up, having the, the ill pair of tennis shoes, like, oh, snap. All right, this cat right here is, you know, he's elite. So that, that, was, that were was the wrong shoes to wear back then. Like, I remember you saying that Ewing Athletics were only for crackheads. You, <laughs> I you maintain that, that? I maintain that. I maintain that. I, first of all, for, by the time Ewing shoes come into play, basketball shoes have taken over as, as the street shoe mm-hmm. of choice. Um, and, and also, uh, people kind of mess with shoes um, that the elite players played in. So, I mean, of course, Jordan, you know, was dope. And, and, and Pat was elite. But his play against the Bulls while he was wearing those Ewing shoes also made uh, uh, basketball shoe fans deride the Ewing shoe. Mm. You know, I mean, Jordan is dunking on Pat. Scotty Pippen is dunking on Pat, and Pat is wearing Ewing shoes. That didn't happen to Pat when he had the Adidas on. When 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 the Pat had the Adidas right? on, he was yeah. the conductor. Pat was Pat was the Don. You know, what I mean, he didn't win a title, but Pat was he was not getting flushed on by Pippen. Like, go back and look at that at that image of Scotty dunking and putting his whole crotch on uh, 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 Pat's face. And what what shoe does Pat have on? It was the, yeah, it had to be the Ewing's, right? But Ewing thirty three high done, wasn't high enough. Done. That shoe was dead to us. <laughs> exactly. 
Going back to the tennis shoes, we did a feature on you, your top 25 shoes years and years ago. And number one was the Gucci Tennis 84. And is that still your number one? And you also, even Joe, in print. Joe, go back and look at that joint. And, and the Tennis 84 ended up being the joint because we couldn't source a picture for the Bally competition. Oh, we, yeah. See, these guys didn't. I don't know. Wait. This was the, way. This was. This no, was no, 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 no. This, Russ, this, Russ, Russ, Russ. This put is it way before. This is way oh, before. Oh, because these involved. guys would have found. Listen, these guys would have traveled back in time and took I, the picture themselves. It's different <laughs> now, baby. It's different. Okay, D- DP. It's no, different. No, agreed, agreed, agreed. These guys with Bra- me. Brandon and Welty on another level. They took they it to another level. We would have. We would have found it. But okay, so inter- that's but a great story. But I pushed y'all, Joe. I pushed y'all. And and. Yeah. We really tried to find it. And and to y'all credit, I mean, ultimately, Bally finally, finally re-releases the shoe. And, of course, they don't consult with nobody. So some of the, the, the sexy details of the shoe. I got to tell you something. That uh, tennis shoe wasn't, wasn't, it was a pro model shoe. It fit me like a pro model shoe. It was built like a pro hardcore shoe reinforced toe box like like for, for that toe drag for like what real players do mm-hmm. that bally tennis and, and all bally's sneaker offerings originally whether it was the racquetball shoe or their runner shoe they, they were real they, they they had their name licensed on real shoes like they had a they had a real company making these shoes but the gucci tennis you didn't really Mess with Reebok doing the S dots. Is that true? Because I'm reading it now and you, you know, not the same because you, you felt that the Gucci tennis had so much history in the neighborhood. You, you, when you know the history, you What could. did the Gucci tennis mean? First of all, understand that getting fresh, it was, is, that's the culture. People say sneaker culture, polo culture. None of those things are culture. The true culture is getting fresh. The true culture is being fresh. It's stepping out and, and motherfuckers being like, oh, like, like, I mean, Bobito told us years ago, where'd you get those? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and there was nothing better than going on the block and people being thirsty to find out like, yo, where did you get those? And I'm like, nah, son, these are, you can't get these from the army Navy store. Don't worry about it. Yo, I, that trip I took, remember that trip I took to the moon I told y'all about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had these there. So, <laughs> so, so, so being kind of clandestine with your, with your acquisitions what, what was the fly ship, but yo, dope boys were the freshest. And so hanging out uh, at different like night spots, I remember encountering this dude and, and not, not encountering him personally, but just witnessing him. Mm-hmm. And he had on a, a, a Gucci rain jacket and a Gucci cotton sweatsuit. And and a Gucci bucket hat and the Gucci tennis shoes. And I was like, yo, this dude is the freshest dude ever in the history. Mm. And all I knew was like, yo, I, I had to have a, a piece of that. I ended up getting the rain jacket. I ended up acquiring okay. the sweat the sweatsuit later on, but I went that summer and got that rain jacket. And I love telling people the story how I saved up several weeks of, of mailroom clerk money to sit in the Gucci store for about 45 minutes waiting for somebody to fucking deal with me. Mm. So finally a dude came and was like, what do you want, man? And I'm like, yo, I need that rain jacket. I need that rain jacket right there. And he rang me up and, and he folded it up so crazy and boxed me up. And yo, I never felt 
th- that was one of the moments where I just felt like a champion. Mm-hmm. And and well, and to be 16 years old with a Gucci rain jacket, of course, oof. you understand. Like you did know, you ever yeah. get the shoes? I never got the shoes. I never got the shoes, but I I had ballet comps. I had ballet competition, which was they, they was on point. Ballet ballet competitions was a shoe that would have people be like, "Yo, what are those?" Mm. They were so rare. They were so hard to find. And they were Bally. So, I mean, I, I, my shoe game was, was I don't want to say was there, but I, but I, I don't have that kind of money, brand done, sure. to be having Gucci jacket and Gucci shoes. I still don't have that kind of money, Dallas. I'm trying to get there one day. <laughs> Dallas, when did we transition to, though, Jordans and some of the modern footwear that we see now back then in the neighborhood? What was, take us through, through that time and that boom. I gotta tell y'all, for for me, the Jordan One wasn't the 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 Jordan One wasn't the shoe that really washed us down. The Jordan Two was the shoe that washed us down because the Jordan Two had the rumor, the exotic rumor of being built with Corinthian leather or Italian leather, and and that is what I feel like really set people off. And it, it just, it, it had everyone bugging. So the Jordan 2 was a shoe I can also remember. Actually, people, um, from my mind, I'm 16 years old now. And now people are, are being very aggressive. People were always kind of aggressive in the neighborhood. But people were like super aggressive. Like, yo, if you're not, if you're not about that life, if you don't have hands, if you don't have a, a little shiv to, to back people down, box cutter do not wear your Jordans because somebody's coming for you. Wow. And, and I mean, like, like 10 kids. Did you ever get taken for your shoes back in the day? I, I'm lucky that I was big enough that nobody ever came at me for my ballets or nobody came at me for any of my, my, my high-end products. But I'll also tell you that I was probably in, in those type of situations where maybe I was hanging out at the Deuce or I was hanging out uh, um, downtown. But when I was hanging, I, I would be with at least a group of kids, four to five kids anyway. So it was like, there's no point in, in you know, start some big, uh, you know, youth collective thing over a jacket or a pair of sneakers. You know, because ultimately nobody's going to get it. It's all going to be ripped up anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and, and people are going to be, it's not going to be worth it. Do you remember the way certain shoes impacted the city? Do you remember when the foam posits hit or when the Air Max first hit, things like that? I feel like the foam posit was 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 a low boil. A big shoe f- for me in the city was the Air Max One. Okay, okay, that was a big shoe. Um, uh, it was a big shoe because of where you had to where you had to acquire it. You had to go to Paragon, um, and you had okay. to go to like specialty running shops for it. But it was it was uh, it, its price point and its and its overall look. So th- that was a shoe that had me. Um, I mean, also remember now I'm 16, 17. So that's also the, the time in your life to kind of be smitten with these things and scramble around for it. Of course. And, and, and chase it down. So I would say anything in between 85 to, to 88, 89, um, anything that came out in that window was just exciting to me. And, and, and Is that I would fun run Dallas? around. The window? Like the window on the Air Max? No, no, no. I, I would say that, that that's the window on me being being 16 to 19 years old and, and, and being at that time where, where, where I'm excited for everything. I'm, ex- I'm highly excited. I'm still hyped 
after that point. I mean, I still love the AirTech Challenge series that came in the early 90s. I mean, I, I love, again, going back to my tennis shoe roots. And, and the fact that Agassi was like, yo, this just glorious uh, athlete that broke all rules. So, I mean, I was, I, was, I was in love with the AirTech Challenge series. But, but in that 85 to 89 window, I'm just, anything that comes out around that time, and I'm just running around hype to, to get my hands on it, to smell it, to touch it, to, to you Lick know. It? No. You fat Joe. That? Fat Joe. <laughs> That's a super stunt. You never licked the sole? I never lick a I, I go and I smell shoes. I, okay. I like stick my whole nose in them, like a respirator. <laughs> I've seen a video of you kissing a shoe in a store, Dallas. Kissing well, I mean, that, I, I'm, I, I, with my tongue? Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure if it was a French kiss or not. Okay, see, that's the, that's the difference then, see? See, that, a, a kiss with lips is just familiar, you know? Come on, <laughs> that, JL, JLP, you're Italian, you, you know, I mean, listen. Double cheek kiss, double cheek yeah, kiss. Yeah, 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 it's just, it's family, it's just with family. Dallas, let's talk about the videos. You were an early adopter of YouTube. What's crazy is last night I was looking, there's some sneaker shoppings with Dallas Penn from a decade ago. Are you were you the originator of the sneaker shopping uh being filmed? I don't know. I, I don't know. JLP, JLP, you already know I am. You know that. Okay. You know, that about you, me. You know are that we about talking me. a royalty, a licensing? Not at, at all, not at all, not at all, not at all, not at all. I mean, all of that is all of this is for the culture. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, all of this is for the culture. And, and I, I just love having fun. What I love is that, is that I've been able to translate what's been fun for me since I was 15, 16, mm. and through the rest of my life to a whole bunch of other people. And, and, and y'all have vibed with me on that. Yes. Y'all, y'all have rolled with me on these, on these trips. So, it's, you know, I, I don't, uh, listen, I didn't create sneakers, and I certainly didn't create the smile. I'm just trying to extend both of them through time. Wow, I love that. Put that. That's a pull quote. I love that. But Dallas, talk about hunting for come ups. And I think you were like part of the OG sneaker YouTube Franalations, our man Sneaky. So we Franalations. <laughs> what about yeah. Sneaky? Yo, can I just, Yo, can I just quickly say Franalations has a fucking mustache now? Okay. <laughs> that's how, how long we've been in it. That's how <laughs> I saw Fran the other day with a mustache and I bugged the fuck out. I'm like, oh shit, Fran. Look at Fran. I'm growing up. But um, I mean, remember when YouTube was just bullshit cat videos and like and like blooper reels? So so I mean, to kind of you know create our lifestyle programming for that space, I, I mean, it was it was the wild west. It was wide open, and and I mean, Joe, to speak to you personally, um, I got contracted by Philly Tourism Council to to go out to Philly one weekend for a roots picnic and kind of just document my travel around the town. I happen to be on South Street and I'm videotaping inside an Adidas store and the, the sales clerk like runs me out of there. You know like, that I'm going to br- you know that I'm going to bring this up. This is my favorite video of yours that is not up anymore, is it? In the parking lot, Dallas, you and I have talked about this many I, times. I took it down. I pulled it down. Okay. I pulled it down. Once what I became tell the audience, <laughs> tell the it is I, listen, I became it friends is with the most hysterical store is the most hysterical video. Every time I see this guy, I haven't seen him. I saw him in Dwayne Reed a couple months ago. You remember that? Yes, yes, yes. True story, okay. true story on the street, on the street. Yeah, okay, but wait, I don't want to lose this thread. I mean, no, we're not. You're we're on not, South but, Street. But, but, you just went to Ishkabibbles. You, you, you're trying to get, you're trying to get some, some superstars right, right. or something. Hey, I'm, I'm doing a whole South Street maneuver, which is, you know, Ishkabibbles, um, just popping in a couple of shops. So Adidas had a uh, had a little shop 
on South Street. They had just opened up a, a shop on South Street. So they had a DJ in there that night. And I was like, oh, Adidas is like, you know, they're enjoying the sales this weekend. So as I'm videotaping the DJ in the store, the sales clerk says, no videotaping, no videotaping, and comes to grab my camera. So I'm like, oh, chill, chill, chill. Okay, I'll, I'll leave here, but, you know, don't, 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 don't put your hands on me. Don't touch my camera. Mm-hmm. And she was like, get the f-? you know, so she got real, like, Philly. You know, Philly chicks don't play that. Everybody in Philly, first of all, is aggy off, <laughs> off the rip. Everybody. She had the same voice as Freeway? Every, everybody in Philly is aggravated. Everybody in Philly, like, is carrying some kind of gun or some kind of weapon. So just know, <laughs> be easy in Philly. So she basically runs me out of the store. So I'm like, fine, listen. So I run out of the store and I'm on the sour. And I'm like, yo, I just got kicked out of the Adidas yes. shop. So she runs out of the Adidas shop then and grabs the police and was like, you know, says something to them. And then they run up on me. And they're like, yo, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, hey, fellas, let me explain to y'all. The Philly Tourism Council has paid me. to. Right. only reason I'm in your town is because the Philly Tourism Council paid me to tell people how dope Philly is. Mm-hmm. And how fun Philly is, and how people should come visit Philly. So I'm here just videotaping myself in Philly. So they, anyhow, they kick, you know, they said, keep it moving, fella. So as this sat with me over the weekend, I got yeah. tight. <laughs> and then when I came, when I came back to New York, I was like, yo, you know what? Fuck you, Adidas. You know, I went and took my last pair of all leather rod labels. Yes. Perforated leather. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, this was a dumbass move by me. And I, and, I, and I go to the rail, I go to the rail parking lot, yeah. the, free, the Freeport Rail parking lot, and I, and I try to set them joints on fire. <laughs> also, he couldn't light them on, it was, he was struggling to light the, he was literally like <laughs> trying to light, light them on fire. Yo, I, I tried to light them on fire, they would not light up. I tried to stick, like, like, like the tissue paper that you put inside, like, yo, they wouldn't, <laughs> Not they wouldn't burn. They wouldn't burn. Well, Finally, I got a little bit of fire up on them, but um, yep. it, it did it. Did Wex say anything to you about it or down the road when when me and Wex talked, Wex was like, "Yo, what happened in Philly?" And and as we became friends, I was like, "You know, Wex, I'm gonna pull this down because you know <laughs> we don't we don't our relationship is different now. My relationship is different now with Adidas. When you become friends with folks, yeah, in, in a brand, you know, what I mean, you and a brand may not fuck with each other but you fuck with the people that are there yes so so you gotta be like yo you gotta be mindful of your relationship with them too i feel like wealthy you know has I mean? been very close to setting some adidas on fire at one point or another so this is <laughs> this is which, this which is cra- which, wealthy makes me want to cop it wealthy uh, post tennis shoes he makes me want to go cop he makes me want to dig out a uh, uh, grand prix or, or forest hills and, and, and pick them up so it's funny how wealthy could be pissed with adidas He's making me want to buy Adidas. I need to Influencer. record this and I need to record this and send it send it to Adidas. I love that they, video. Maybe they can work Certified. something out. Certified. And then the, the subsequent videos during that time, you just started off every video with uh, "fuck Adidas," right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if it, it was not related. Yo, it was it was a it was a, it was a little campaign for a minute, but yes. um, but then I had I had, I pulled it back, I dialed it down, but um, it, w- what. I didn't realize again is I thought I was just talking to us mm-hmm. meaning, meaning like, like super sneaker heads. And I didn't realize that I was, I was kind of talking to a, an industry at large um, and, and people who weren't even really fans of sneakers. I, I didn't realize how I was talking 
to the internet. So, so to be honest with y'all, I didn't understand my voice mm. um, early on. And it, once I came to understand it, then I became even more problematic. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> so wait, you were also documenting campouts. Absolutely. Absolutely. What was, what was the craziest thing you've seen during those campouts, which were, what were they, like mid-2000s or a little, like 2008 or what? L- late 2000s, late 2000s, okay. late 2000s. And um, uh, the, 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 the camp out, the lineup slash camp out culture that we had for a minute, um, we were dealing with a lot of midnight releases. So, mm-hmm. so Nike product couldn't be sold by a retailer until a specific date. So your receipt, if you bought that product, had to be reflective of that launch date. So a bunch of retailers were doing midnight releases. So your, your receipt at least reflected the day that that shoe was supposed to launch. So Jordan Brand was having uh, um, midnight releases at Foot Locker, at Models. Um, so I would, I'd love to pull up to a lineup. And the lineups would start about 9 p.m., and they go on for a few hours. People just wait around till midnight to, to buy their shoes. But I, I just loved uh, uh, confronting folks on the lineups because um, what I was seeking really was communion. And, and I find that w- without places to, to kind of hang out, to, to kind of get, like, like we don't have moral culture here in the center city. Mm-hmm. So we don't really have places to kind of hang out to really observe people's style. People are constantly on the go, moving around and just like, like the, the camp out, the lineup was the one place you could go and see, oh, snap, you know, we're all waiting for the same shoe to drop. Resale culture was very, very low. If anything, mm-hmm. people were just buying shoes. If they bought an extra pair, it was for their home who, mm-hmm. who didn't feel like being online at night or, or, or a couple of, you know, it, it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the culture to, to line up because, oh, shit, I'm going to put. $50 on top of a pair of shoes. I'm going to put $100 on top of a pair of shoes. It was, it was really in service of my other friends who also fuck with shoes. So it, it's, the attitude is different inside these spaces at the time. And, and it, was, it, it was just the communion of other heads, seeing what people had on feet, seeing, seeing what people's style, style was at the time, uh, what people were rocking. So that, that was fun for me because I just wanted to see where I, where I placed myself in, 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 in the current um, the current, I, I hate to say culture, but just in the current movement, where was I at? Am I, was I, cause I, cause I'm an old cat by then mid two thousands. I'm in my late thirties already. You know, I hit 30 in 2000. So 2006, 2007, 2008, I'm 38 years old. I'm 37 years old. People say, oh, you shouldn't even be out there. Does, but does, I was, it, bo- does it bother you at all though that you know, you are documenting sneaker culture for the internets, but it feels like nowadays that sneaker culture only exists on the internet. No, no, because I still believe, um, even off of the internet. Yeah, I was going to say we got to <laughs> <laughs> even off even off the internets, the culture wealthy of getting fresh still exists, even through COVID. The culture of getting fresh still exists. It's become more difficult to find, but it still exists. I, I got to tell you guys a quick story. Uh, I'm pedaling down from Columbus Circle, doing one of my New York City runs, which I like to pop into a bunch of shops and troll and see if I can find some discount low. So I'm coming from Columbus Circle 
messing around with the TJ Maxx up there. And I'm, I'm pedaling through Times Square. And I'm like, oh, shit. It's crazy kids outside. It was crazy kids. And, and, and by the Red Steps, uh, TKTS right. in Times Square. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, I got to get with these cats and, 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 and politic with them. I have on the Neymar Fives. I have on a little outfit or whatever. But I'm an old dude. So people will probably, the kids were probably saying, like, look at this old dude trying to be fresh. Uncle Sneaker. Uncle Sneaker. But, but, but these kids are too young to even mess with Uncle Sneaker. They're like 16, 17. They're, they're like, uh, like, they don't want no parts in me. Mm. Um, so I, I tried to see if I could get them to do a sneaker cipher with me because I found a group and all of them had dope shoes on. All of them had J's, Yeezys, all of them, and, and good joints too. Like, like, like not just simple GR stuff. Everyone was, they were rocking heat. And, but they, guys and girls, they didn't have no time for the kid. The one dude. They want to talk to John Travis Winters? Nah, nah, they, they, oh. they, 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 they didn't want, they didn't want nothing with me. They, they, they was ready for me to leave them alone. So one kid that entertained <laughs> me was like, like, um, you know, he, he started engaging with me and I said, oh man, you know, I just wanted to document y'all to, to my audience. You know, I got a, you know, I talked to a few people on the gram. I saw you on the gram. I said, I'm on the gram. Follow me. So I gave him my page and, you know, I don't have a tremendous amount of followers, but to someone who's 17, that to them is a lot. To mm-hmm. someone who's 17 with, with, with 200 followers, 20,000 is a lot to them. So then he was like, oh, 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 you, oh, wait a minute, who are you? And I said, yo, look up this video on YouTube, Ghetto Big Mac. So he looked it up. Hell yeah, that was the one. I love that, was that the one. video. And he was like, he was like, oh, you got, you got views. Yeah. He was like, you got views. I was like, yeah, man, I got views, man. What? I was like, what, you thought you was talking to a bum? That was that's the real interconnected networks right there. I was, you know, Dallas, I was like 14 in northern Idaho rolling up to the drive through telling them I need the yes. I need the French fries and give me the the not the chopped on not the diced onions, but the whole cut ones and some, nice, some mac sauce nice. on the side. Did they build it for you? Did they build it for you? Yeah, it worked out. Nice. You never nice. told real, why. Nice. Real nice. heads know the Mufungo video, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout shout to Raffy though, because the ghetto yes, big Raffy Mac video w- wouldn't have been wouldn't have been done if Raffy wouldn't have wouldn't have read that on my weblog post and been like, "Yo, um, I read this shit at DallasPen.com and I did it and it worked." So so Raffy went and put it into play and it worked. So he was like, "Yo, I I got a buddy who who makes viral video. Mm-hmm. Yo, we should mess with him." And and short of Casimir. Um, you know, Casimir makes film for crying out loud. He's a bona fide filmmaker. He put the vid together. He put it together. And um, we basically just did the, the process and, and have fun with it. And, you know, boom, the rest is history. Do you ever think that you were so early on YouTube that some of that content could even be bigger nowadays? Does that ever cross your mind? I know it led to amazing opportunities for you. And, uh, you know, th- those views are still big and pe- like me and Don still remember and, and we all remember it. But do you ever think that maybe you were a little too early or no? I won't say too early, JLP. What I'll say is that some of those things deserve to be revisited. Yeah. Um, just the other day, I'm driving through the Bronx, literally through the area where we shot the Bodega video clips. Mm-hmm. And there's so much uh, development, residential 
and commercial. There's so much economic development in that area now. I'm like, yo, we need to come back and revisit this area because, you know, I mean, a decade ago, um, this was still Hunts Point. This was still hookers on the point. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, you know, um, (laughs) $500,000 apartments. And I mean, who would have thought in the Bronx? Manhattan, sure, of course, easy. But but in the Bronx, in Hunts Point, at the hub, at at the 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 South Bronx, Sobro, we're calling South Bronx Sobro now. <laughs> right. The piano wow. district. You know exactly, exactly. I, 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 my, my mind was blown. My mind was blown. So I think some of that stuff deserves to be revisited. But I, I don't want to say that 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 we were ever too early or or ahead of our time. I, I mean. You just you have to create stuff and and you create it and you put it there. And the great thing about the Internet is that people find it when they find it. So so people still find Ghetto Big Mac and still enjoy it to this to this minute. As a matter of fact, once McDonald's found it, once McDonald's found the shit, McDonald's said, hey, you know what? (laughs) Those guys are right. This stuff we're serving isn't really food. We can give you breakfast any time of the day. (laughs) Did McDonald's ever reach out? No, of course not. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> of course not. That's all right. That they're not they're not supposed to. They that, that's not how it works. What do you think of like sneaker YouTube nowadays where it's like check out my $20,000 Air Jordans? Well, I mean, I I I I don't think that's even the the part of the culture of getting fresh. I think that's that's inside the culture of commerce and inside the culture of commodification even. Um, so, so I don't know if that's even really sneaker YouTube wealthy. I mean, it's, it's sneakers that are used, but a- any other commodity someone could be holding in their hands. Like, Hey, look at this floor plan for this house that I bought. And you can flip this house too with just $5,000. You can buy this house and then you can get two of these. So it, it's, I, I don't think it's the same thing, even though if you just look at a still of it, you say, Oh, they're talking about sneakers. But are they really talking about sneakers? Are they are they are they really putting their nose inside that sneaker and smelling it? Did they kiss the airbag? Uh, did they kiss the airbag? Were they man? using tongue? Thank you, thank you. That's the thing. So so I, I don't know if the tongue is still being used. And <laughs> do you? Is it for me? Yes. Okay. But 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 you're different though, and and, yes. and I'm going to tell you. I, listen. You guys were kids. Now look at you guys with friggin' mustaches, with jobs, <laughs> with responsibilities. I remember when I first met Dallas. That was a big moment for me, Dallas. I had just moved to New York. This was at the Jordan Mello M9 event at Cipriani's downtown. At Cipriani down by Wall Street. January 2013. And this is yes. how much I've looked up to Dallas over the years. That was a big moment for me to see Dallas in person. And, you know, I, I was working for Sneaker News at the time and to just be in the city and to be around these people whose stuff I'd been reading or seeing online, you know, double XL blogs back in the day, yeah. sites like oword.com. Boom, yeah. it's Dallas Penn in real life. It's, yeah. that was, and we're that eating was the... miniature hot dogs together. <laughs> you go to a New York City, you go to a New York City event back in those days, you see Dallas Penn. Immediately the room gets better. You know what? I, I've seen this guy so much. I've hung out with this guy so many times back in the day. One that room. One that sticks out, Kid Cudi's first album, Man on the Moon, album release party. He was definitely there. I think we, like, shared the booth. And there's so no. much, so many memories, man. JLP, I'm going to tell you quick, two quick stories. First of all, a, a, a Cudi story is I'm at SOB's, and I run into playing Pat. 
And okay. Clayton Pass like, yo, DP, what up? Yo, yo, here's my artist, Cuddy. And I'm like, yo, I fuck with Cuddy. Mm-hmm. I fuck with Cuddy from, from MySpace. And Cuddy had this joint on his MySpace page. And it was the Love Stone. I want to say it was the Love Stone. Remix. The Thank Tim- you. It was, he remixed the Timberlake song. So, so I love that fucking joint. I love, mm-hmm. like, to this minute, I love mm-hmm. it. And I fucking, first time in my entire life, I never lock up. Because it's nothing to me. I've always had friends that have been in entertainment. So it's never a thing for me to be like, oh, 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 oh. and I locked up. I locked up on Cuddy. And Cuddy was like, yo, what do you, what do you, you like, you like, you fuck with me? Like, what do you fuck with? And I was like, and Cuddy was like, all right, thank you. Goodbye. See you. <laughs> so, See you on the internet. Like, right, right. He just dipped off on me. I was like, oh, man, I, I didn't get to tell him how much I vibed off that shit. And then my, my quick complex story, like, first of all, nobody ever throws a holiday party like complex. And I've been to a lot of entertainment holiday parties, mm-hmm. but no holiday parties ever been as ill as complex. I got banned from the complex holiday parties. How? One time Why? at the 20, at the 23rd street spot, they had these huge shrimp. They were fucking giant. They were like <laughs> the size of fucking ponies. And Is I this was the just, one that Rick Ross performed that? I don't think so. If Rick Ross performed, there better be shrimp. I, I was I just shoving them in my pockets. Who banned you though? Like, like, yo, I never got an invite after that. All I Damn. know is that was it worth it, Dallas? Can I tell you something? I still think about those shrimp to this day. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. You're off the unban when when the pandemic's over and the next holiday party. You're on. You're off the unbanned list. I'll tell you that right now. Bet, 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 bet. I'm. I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I'm probably gonna be side at the shrimp table again. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there with you. Yo, dope, dope, dope. The dope. The best holiday parties. The the best vibes. I mean, I mean that that weblog era. That era for yeah. for us. Um, I, it can't be duplicated. One. Um, because it was it was the reshifting of media, mm-hmm. and and literally it was letting a whole bunch of young people into the old people's space. When mm-hmm. when I mean it was it was old people before telling young people stories. So the young people finally got a chance to tell the young people stories, not filtered through old people's eyes. Mm-hmm. And I think that has helped us as we've become older, still have young eyes. Yes. Yes, keeps us young, man. It does. It, it 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 keeps us young, and 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 kept us, and and gave us the training on how to stay young, how to how to be forever young. Because the, the idea is that I I feel like when you start looking at people and you start saying, "Ah, oh, man, that that's that's them kids over there," or I can't understand that, or 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 you don't give it space to 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 filter into your head and and find some kind of reason for it. Like you don't have to ascribe a reason to it. You just gotta let it come into your head and be like, "Yeah, yo, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. I someone considers this this fly. Someone considers this hot. I'm 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 looking for. It. I'm fine. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find that thing that th- that they see in it. Boom. You can stay young when you when you lock up and be like, "Yo, this shit is trash." Yeah. And I try not to do that. I mean, I mean, I'm I am an old dude, and old people be curmudgeonly off rip. Yeah. Look at wealthy. He's young. He's already come legend. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying to reverse. I'm trying to reverse he's getting, all he's that. Pro, he's progressing. <laughs> Dallas, on all your come up trips, 
Was there one sneaker that you found that really turned out to be valuable or was really a gem that sticks out? I mean, I always love the the Jordan 6 uh, come-up vids. The Jordan, first of all, the Jordan 6 for me anyway is, mm-hmm. is, is just, I love, I love the, the model. And um, Models, right before they kind of fell off, um, okay. with, still had a, a good Jordan account and would still let their product uh, hit wild clearance. So the, the Jordan 6, the Pistons I model. I love that shoe. I love that shoe. Yeah. Brandon, I love that shoe. Brandon, I remember. I rem- <laughs> yeah, I love that shoe. Red, blue. Mm-hmm. All right, patent suede. Mm-hmm. What more do you need in a shoe? Yeah, you to got be the fair, ask- I think that's an awful sneaker. <laughs> people, people don't like it, and <laughs> I and that's why I was that's why I was able to get them for fifty bucks. Yeah, that's why I was able to pick them up for fifty bucks because people How said, "Man, pairs? this shoe is." Uh, I had four at one point. I had four at one point. So I'm still, I still got two DS. You were requesting for some other stuff. There was the Galaxy Foams that you tried to, you tried to hunt down. I remember you spent a couple nights roaming the streets of New York. Did you ever get the Galaxy Foams? I did did get the Galaxies. I did get the Galaxies. I got the Galaxies uh, resale in Cleveland uh, at a resale shop. You got it in Ohio? I I got it in Ohio. I got (laughs) it in Ohio. Yes, yes. Shouts to Cam, right? Yeah. I got it in Ohio um, fucking around, man, at SneakerCon. And, and traveling through the city the day before the con, uh, pulled up on this um, consignment shop, and lo and behold, a motherfucker in the shop was like Dallas Penn. Can you believe that shit? Like, can you believe somebody in Ohio would fuck with the kid? Yes. The Yo, interconnected yes. networks. Thank you. Thank you. Real, real shit. Real shit. I paid 800 though. So, I mean, it still oh. wasn't cheap. Did you wear them? Uh, I, I haven't worn them yet. No, I, I don't think I'll wear them. I don't think I'll wear them. I don't. I don't mind keeping. I mean, I got the Tianjin phone posit. I don't yeah. mind keeping shoes as as pieces of art, and and the story that I have behind those galaxies and those videos we made and just me running around the city trying to acquire them. I don't need to wear them. It's just having them for me. That's enough. Dallas, the one thing you need to talk about a lot. Something that you acquired is a ton of polo through Polo Gate oh, coupons. Yes. The yes. coupon code that hit the internet, Just Blaze was buying like a polo chandelier. So, so the funny thing, uh, now, if I had not gotten the email from my buddy. This is 2014? I got to go back and look at, at, at the time. I think it was, it was 40. Yeah. So it was about six yeah. years ago. Six years ago. Um, and my buddy hits me up and was like, hey, the code that we're fucking with is going to expire the, uh, 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 Sunday night. So. I bought some shit on Saturday and I said, all right, I'm going to put a tweet out on Sunday with the code because I had been eating off the code for like the past month. And what was the discount? Just to clarify. 65 off of, oh. off of new, <laughs> of brand new stuff. Off of uh, everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, no. 65 of brand new stuff. Anything that was on sale got 40 off. How much so the stuff you accounted for with that code, tweeting that yourself and and others. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Polo needed that shot in the arm because mm. what would have happened with that overstock was that it would have gone to a jobber who would have then sold in bulk to, to TJ Maxx, to Marshall. Marshalls. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So it, it would have, like, like, what would have gone to those guys ended up going straight to the people. So, so Ralph at least got that stuff off 
um, and, and cleared and cleared a margin for those, as opposed to him just releasing it in bulk to the job or for them to make money and for Mar- for all these other people to make money. Ralph got to make their money on that got stuff. It. Dallas, I have one qu- one more question for you before we go and. I thought about it at the beginning of this podcast because sometimes when I'm explaining sneaker culture to older kind of people and trying to get them to understand, I say it's like comics were back in the day. Do you think that is a fair assessment of modern day sneaker culture, how people used to collect comics and really be rabid about it? Do you think that's absolutely, fair? absolutely. It, 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 I mean, I, you could, you could, there's a, there's a direct corollary for all of those things. One in how the, um, how the honest and true collector um, who kind of buttresses this thing and makes it hot kind of gets pushed to the side um, for what's hype and what's trending. Mm. And also for the fact that, I mean, publishers um, would be making more books than they told us they had put out. So you're holding a book and you're thinking, oh, it has a certain amount of value because it's rare. But you don't actually know. You don't know nothing. Mm, mm. And it's you know very little. And it's paper. I mean, what, what, is it, what is it to put some ink on paper? You know, what is it to stitch up some synthetic material? What, what is it to someone who owns a factory? And, mm. and what's, what's the point, anyhow, in owning a factory and saying, you know what? I've got this factory, this big building, and we build stuff. And you know what? I'm only going to make five. Only a certain amount. Right. Yeah. What's the point? Well, forget get a, getting a factory. Just get a boat and go, you know, go give yourself to the sharks or whatever. I, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's silly. It's, it's silly. I mean, there are, I, I see direct through lines. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so, so we're, we're definitely going to have the depression that comic collecting had. Uh, there's going to have to be the reinvention um, mm-hmm. because, it, we, because we're really talking about two different things. I, I'm wondering what the reinvention of of sneakers becomes, and, and what that looks like. Um, I mean, th- they've got to look good. Mm-hmm. At the at the end of the day, shoe has got to look fresh. All right. Secondly, it's got to feel good. First and foremost, it's got to look good though, because I I definitely I will say through my life I've worn some shit that was fly that hurt my feet. What's the What's the most painful shoe you ever put on, Dallas? Oh man, listen. But that you was had a, to because it looked too good. Yeah, that you loved. That I loved. That I loved. Well, I mean, that, that, that was a case of me buying a shoe too small. But I've okay. I've bought I bought like Jay's, like a, a half size too small, um, maybe Ripped a full size out. too small, pull the sole out, you know, do that, do that, you know, that crackheadish type shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? To fit in it. But um I, I can't remember this one shoe that I bought from A Street in the village. And there was a time also when I'm younger and a street was the strip um, to, to find like a, 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 an Italian sneaker or a French sneaker um, that, that just wasn't popular in the neighborhoods that you could then wear around the way. And people would be like, Ooh, and, and the shoe was called the road Walker. And it's like, it, it was like an early type of Hirachi shoe because it was like a, 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 a elastic sleeve that you, that you, uh, elastic sleeve under like a like a leather uh kind of um what what do we call that thing that that jordan uses uh, like a leather spat okay and um that shoe hurt my foot crazy but it was it was a fly shoe so was i it worth I, was, it? I mean getting fresh ass 
yeah. the culture is getting fresh, B. So yep. getting fresh, yes. At any cost. I mean, listen, cut those toes off if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know if you guys have anything else. Dallas, thank you so much. Great stories. So entertaining. It's so great to reconnect with you. And, you know, you definitely bring me back to a different time in, in my career. And, and, you know, it's always all love for you over here. Congrats, fellas. I mean, I love seeing you guys. I'm just I'm, I'm laughing at all of you guys all grown up now. Like, I mean, you guys were kids. Look at you guys now. Straight up adults. We don't Still have to eat those mini hot dogs anymore. We got full-size glizzies nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. No, I, I, I'm so happy to have Dallas on here. I said it before. I'll say it again. Dallas is a person I've always looked up to. And, you know, mm-hmm. RIP to Combat Jack and, yes. and that whole program. Because, you know, I don't know anything about podcasts except for what Combat Jack did, what Dallas did, what Premium Pete did on that spaceship. So I'm, I'm always indebted to that whenever Salute we do this program every complex. single time. Every single Salute time. Salute to Complex. Salute to Complex. That Combat Jack show that complex produce that that video aspect to this minute and reggie said this shit to me years ago and he was like yo you don't realize how far this is going and and true to true to his words like to this minute to this day people come up to me and were like yo i saw you on the combat jack show Mm. and i'm like thank you so salute complex yeah, y'all might have been y'all might have been too far ahead of the game. That that <laughs> I was just gonna say that 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 we were a little too too early on that, but we that are, part. Uh, that I part. am so so grateful that that happened, and just um, such an iconic show and a true trailblazer. R.I.P. Combat Jack and connecting with you guys on that show and just being in the room for some of those episodes is something that. Looking back now, it's I am extremely, extremely grateful for. And again, just to, to reconnect with you after all these years is is great, Dallas. I, I hope to see you, Dallas, at you know at at the Brooklyn Museum sometime in the future, or maybe you outside know it, you know as we you do know sometimes. It, you, know you know, Brandon, I'm I'm waiting for us to be back outside. I'm coming to see your backyard, Brandon. Ready? <laughs> Ready? Don't tell them where it is though. Oh no! I mean, I mean, I met this guy at a. It was a Fila party in 2013. Mm-hmm. It was like a, a showing for some documentary they did. It was Dallas <laughs> and Mayhem Loren, and we had Oof. missed we had missed the screening for the film that they were going to show. So we just got drunk in the corner and talked about watches and shoes. Yo, well, <laughs> that, that bucket that I boosted off the mannequin. Oh, you <laughs> you stole you stole a Fila bucket hat. I forgot I about that. that. I got that still. I got it still. You I were like that. Still? You told me you go. That's so fresh. I'm gonna go boost it. And I, I thought you were bullshitting. And you went and stole the bucket hat off the mannequin and then left the party. <laughs> for the culture, Matt. For the culture, bro. Yeah. It, it don't stop, y'all. It don't At stop, y'all. Cost. Thank y'all, brothers. Thank y'all, brothers. Yes. Thanks, Thank Dallas. you, Dallas. Appreciate it, Dallas. Peace. Our producer is Dave Matthews. Our associate producer is Jasmine Plata. Sound engineering done by William Smith. Special thanks to Jennifer Stewart and Shiva Bayet. The Complex Sneakers Podcast is a production of the Complex Podcast Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.